How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I don't know if you listen often or if you just stumbled across this on the internet, but regardless, do me a huge favor and subscribe on whatever platform it is that you're listening on. Heck, subscribe on all the platforms so that you don't ever miss it. And if you wouldn't mind, leave a review. Tell me what you think of the podcast. Tell me who your favorite guests are, who else you want me to talk to. It's the best way to support the show. I appreciate it. I actually do look every once in a while and see what you guys are saying. So leave a review and uh, share the stuff with your friends. And if you've got social media, you can follow along on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff um, at that curious Jones and check everything out on YouTube as well, too. We just launched the YouTube channel, curious Jones podcast on YouTube. Today's episode is a powerful one and both figuratively and literally um, my guest intimidates the shit out of me. Uh, he's close to 300 pounds of solid muscle and he's super fucking strong. I came across him on ESPN and we talk about it like right as we get on to the show. Uh, so I'll save that. But if you guys happen to have Instagram and you follow ESPN or Sports Center, they posted a video of a guy deadlifting 870 pounds. And I was instantly hooked. I had to go and talk to this guy. Um, I follow him on social media. He's on a quest to hit 900 pounds on a deadlift. And he's a professional bodybuilder, heavyweight um, from Texas. And when I reached out to him, I really just wanted to understand like the process of attacking this type of weight and trying to set these goals and achieve them. And he was really actually interested in talking a little bit more about his mentality and, you know, just getting a little deeper than that. So shoot, man, right up my alley. Definitely took him up on that. We talked about all kinds of really cool stuff. Um, we got, we got, we did, we dove in deep. Um, and we talked about the deadlifting and the bodybuilding as well too. So, um, a lot of great stuff in this episode. Really, really glad that I had an opportunity to connect with him. Uh, somebody that I think I'll be chatting with in the future. I know we're going to talk when he hits 900 pounds. So uh, make sure if you guys enjoy this, that you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss when he comes back on the show. Give it up for my guest, Joe Mackey. But before we enjoy this episode, a super quick shout out to the sponsor of the podcast and the best tasting specialty roast cough that you're ever going to drink action. Listen, head to the website, drinkaction.com, And if you're a coffee drinker, sign up for a monthly subscription, whether you like a light roast or a dark roast, whole bean, pre-ground K cup, doesn't matter. You'll get specialty roast coffee sent to your doorstep every month, roasted fresh in Austin, Texas from beans that we source from the mountains of Guatemala. You won't be disappointed. You won't taste coffee that's better. And while you're there, grab some natural supplements to help you with inflammation. Products like Active, which is a combination of turmeric and hemp. Our MCT bombs called Fuel, which is a coconut oil. Uh, high fat, healthy fat, great energy source. And grab some apparel as well. Lots of exciting things coming. Drinkaction.com, action spelled with a K, Use code word curious, you'll get 15 additional percentage points off of your already reduced price if you sign up for a subscription. Drinkaction.com, code word curious, and enjoy this episode. 
I first came across you and I think a lot of people, probably millions of people, I don't even know. I haven't looked at the video in a little bit, but I saw this video of you on sports center deadlifting 870 pounds. The bar like literally bending over top of itself looked like it was going to snap in half. And I, I instantly like probably thousands of other people had to click the follow button and see who the hell is Joe Mackey. And uh, I've been hooked ever since, man. And I'm very humbled that you were willing to come on here and have a conversation with me. Um, And even more so that we can kind of dive a little bit deeper than just like the surface level, which ironically is kind of what your day-to-day life is all about is kind of being judged on the surface level. But I can't imagine the depth and layers, <laughs> you know what I mean? To a person underneath that, because there's dedication there. So I want to get to know the guy, but before we get there, I have to ask you when you're, you're walking up to stand over top of 870 pounds, I'm assuming you'd never at that point in time pulled that amount of weight successfully. Yeah. It was the first time. And, um, you know, I can even go into depth with that some more because there's such a, a mental, um, just strategy and I'm not even gonna say strategy because strategy is something that's kind of played out in regards to something that I know that I'm going to do but I'm just gonna say there's such a mental perspective to that day uh, I know that I'm going to do that weight probably about six days before I do it you know and we hear this all the time as far as it goes like you know it's not physical it's mental uh, but no doubt about it obviously both of them play a role in it of course uh, so yeah 870 pounds is the first time doing it the day I was going to do it, I had so much anxiety in regards to um, the time that I was going to go up there and do it, um, how I was going to set it up, and how I was going to get to the weight. I mean, the whole nine. And um, yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's such a. Uh, and I'm gonna, you know, we're we're gonna get pretty deep into this as far as it goes. Like you said, just in regards to like you know, people see a lot of things in regards to the surface. They see a video, they see a big, strong man, they see a lot of weight getting pulled. And of course they say, oh, he's taking this, he's taking that or whatever the case is and not knowing that there's so much more that goes into, uh, you know, doing something that extreme. And obviously, even when we compare it to just everything else outside of lifting a huge weight, uh, I mean, we could just, I mean, we can go on and on about this, obviously, and I'm not going to get too, I know you just asked me one question, so I'll, I'll stop it there as far as it goes, but I'm saying just in regards to anything that requires a huge amount of effort in regards to that, there's so much physical that goes into it, but I can tell you, if you're not mentally prepared for the things that you're really wanting to go after, then it's like, you know, you're screwed. Uh, I remember being in a gym years ago and I saw this guy, he had uh, one leg and he was working out, he was doing pull-ups and uh, I would see him just often and, you know, and I wanted to uh, approach him and talk to him, but I just remember one time just having the courage just to be able to go over there and talk to him. I went over there and I said, man, I said, I have so much respect for you, man. You know, I don't mean to interrupt you or anything like that, of course. And obviously I can see your apparent handicap, but you're over here. I see, I've seen you in this gym, like, day after day, week after week, and you like, you bust your ass, man. And you could tell he just appreciated it. You know, it was just so heartfelt. And he kind of told me a story as far as what happened. But, you know, then I've seen other people before, I'm sure that everybody has in life to where, 
you know, someone can come up to you, whether it's a coworker or a family member or whatever the case is, and they could just complain about this or say this about that or complain about that. And I know that about it. I've been called an asshole many times. Um, <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I can hear something and I'm just like, so what? Like, so what? And, and it's just like, what do you mean? So what? It's just, it's just like, ah, so what? Like, it's hard for me to, you know, filter something or whatever the case is, because it's just like gonna, you know, just blatantly kind of say what's on my mind, you know, because if it's someone that's um, talking about this or talking about that, and it's just like, doesn't that it, come along with that comes along with being able to accomplish what you're accomplishing? I mean, I, I'm certainly I mean, fuck, man, look at me, I'm I'm a third of the screen, you're the full screen. I'm, yeah. I'm not anywhere near somebody like you, but I, I try to do a lot of hard things. And yep. when you do difficult things and you challenge yourself to achieve those things, you kind of have a little less compassion for the, oh, yeah, the, the bullshit, you know what I mean? And that's, yep. I, you must be at a different level mentally for yourself. You have to be, I, I mean, I don't know how else you could have the dedication and commitment and accountability from a diet and sh just showing up every day, pushing it yep. hard, knowing that your competitions at the gym next door, pushing hard and eating right and not missing a meal and not having right. the snacks like that. I don't know how you can disconnect that is what I'm trying yep. to get at. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, you know, one thing I, I never worried about, whether it's, you know, my career or whether it's a uh, bodybuilding or power or whatever the case is, like I never worried about the next person. You know, the only thing I worried about was like what I'm doing. And it's, it's just like one of those things. And that's in regards to just like, you know, like a similar post that I wrote um, last week, um, you know, because when I did that deadlift, uh, I just remember seeing, um, you know, it's almost like if I see actors or football players or, or you know, someone in the, uh, the spotlight, you know, let's say I see them do something. And let's say if I, we go read the comments mm. and I'll read some of these comments and I'm just like, like, why the negativity? Like, why does, what, first of all, it, 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 it's, it's surprising to me to see another man go to another man and ask him, why are you doing this? Or like, what, what's up with that? Or, or that's weird. It's just like, like I, I can personally say throughout my whole life, I have never, ever went on into anyone's business that didn't ask my opinion and go and express to them either you know let's say social media on their page oh this is stupid or why are you doing this um or whatever the case is and it's just like i think we all have our opinions as far as like what uh, a man is um but yeah if i could say you know in my opinion what a man is I mean, a man is not someone that goes in does some shit like that as far as that goes because it's just like you know even mm -hmm. when i did that deadlift some of the common things i saw was but why and it's just like but why the fuck are you over here <laughs> commenting on another man's page and what like it's just funny and obviously you know the common person will say well yeah i can read that and obviously i'm not going to entertain it but it's just obviously we can see things and we can just see um uh, what do you call it? Stupidity, stupidity or ignorance or whatever the case is. And obviously I've been known to read something that then, you know, and, and know not to argue with a fool or to, 
you know, go back and forth with ignorance or whatever the case, especially it's, when it's, it's important though. I think sometimes you have to put your finger on the pulse. I mean, yeah. I know a lot of people that they get deep into the comments. It's toxic. They go yeah. down a spiral. And then the next thing you know, their life's out of control because they're so right. self-conscious about what other people are saying. Right. And I, you know, I don't think I'm, I've ever really been like that. I have a, I think a strong enough grasp of who I am and, what I stand for and the things that are important. And I try to get a laugh when people, I mean, I had, I've, I've listened, I've gone through and looked like the Apple comments. Sometimes yeah. people leave. It's just like, Oh shit. Like you're just right. going out of your way to try to get a rise out of me. And I, I'll Absolutely. laugh, but right. you know, there's, there's a level I think that all of us can almost go to at some point. And it's just your, it's like, Hey, this is voluntary. Nobody's asking yeah. you to come in here, A, and look at anything. B, you don't have to leave a comment. And if you are, it's the old, what's the old adage? Like, don't say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's where I get with, with, with just, a, you know, a lot of things. Because it's like, but someone's not a, a mentally strong person, like you said, it can, it can you know, some things, um, you know, I've seen it to where it has impacted other people, you know, when, like I said, of course, whether you're in the spotlight or whether you do something or whether something goes viral or, you know, or whether someone just decides to, you know, go on another person's page and start saying this or saying that. It's just like one of those things to where, um, you know, it can definitely, you know, get to a person that's, uh, and I'm not even going to say that's not mentally strong. I'm just going to say it can definitely impact, you know, someone that's, um, you know, doesn't have that 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 mental way of reading something and just thinking or just laughing at it or just you know going about their day or whatever the case is because you know I'm a, i would say yeah I'm, I'm definitely a mentally strong person you know and i've just seen some things to where it's just like and i handle things a different way of course if i read something that's just completely stupid you know i've been the type of person where it's like i'll read something and then i'll you know, I'll click on their name and I'll see if they're local or not. And, you know, cause obviously someone that's, that's often on social media will not say that if I go and talk to them in, in person and say, Hey, like, is this you on this comment? Like, what is this comment about? You know, and it doesn't I mean I'm imagine gonna... opening the door and seeing you standing there. It's like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to talk to you for a little bit about this comment you wrote. So, um, but it's just one of those things to where it's just, um, when, it, when it just comes to, uh, one of some of the things that I've noticed is just that it's it's just um, this a lot a lot of things are different nowadays, and I, I will say that. And I'm not you know I'm 37 years old, so I'm not going to speak as if I you know you know I've been around for the last 60 years or whatever the case is. But I do remember and recall a lot of different things when I was you know coming up as you know a young child, and of course, and then you know listen to my dad, of course, and um, there are morals to. Uh, what being a man is you know I think every man knows that and doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes it doesn't mean that we're not gonna you know we're not going to have faults or anything like that uh, but at the end of the day you know there's specific and there's just those common morals and you know I wrote that you know even on like I said on that post that I wrote you know a few days ago and it's just like like man don't gossip you know if if, if you have a uh an acquaintance or a friend or a family member or whatever the case is that you want to talk to, you know, cause I would say the same thing to my nephew. If my nephew came to me and said, Hey, um, friend did this to me and I, my, well, I 
feel this way. And I would say, well, Matthew, why don't you go and talk to him? Talk to him professionally. That's what a man does. Like in regards to that, like go in, pull up to the side. Hey, can we have a talk when you have time? And you guys talk. I mean, that's what happens, you know, but the worst thing you do is go. No, sorry. To, I, I was going to ask you something because it's going to, it's going to lose my mind because I completely agree with you. Um, yeah. How do you, there's something I was thinking about with this though, because like you, that's the, the way I look at it, but it's easy to do that in a world where that's the expectation. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. you, when I can say, Hey, I have a problem with Joe, I'm going to go talk to Joe like an adult and we're going to, yeah. we're going to air out these problems. I'm going to tell him what's up. He's going to agree or disagree. We're going to hash it out and things are going to be good or we won't speak. Exactly. But even if you can get your nephew or I can get, you know, whoever to facilitate going to the person they have an issue with the chances that the person on the other end is willing to have that same type of dialogue, I feel like is a lot less too. And it makes it tricky. And I don't, I don't know what the answer is to that, but it was just something that I thought about recently. And as you're bringing that up, I wanted to like throw in there, you know? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. And, uh, and I hate to use this saying, but, you know, I'm going to say it, but, you know, I have never had a conflict or an issue with a, another man. Okay. And what I mean by that is if I ever had a situation to where, like you said, you know, if I came to you or went to a buddy of mine and I said, Hey, you know, John, um, you know, I will kind of want to touch base. This happened or this was said, and I kind of want to talk about it when there's a moment. So when you have time, let's, you know, let's have a, uh, either a sit down talk or let's meet in person or, or let's discuss it. Um, and that has gone great. Of course, when, uh, and I'll just say it, you know, cause I'm not going to have any filter with this. Like I, that has gone great when I've had another conversation with a man, when I've ever, if, if it's ever been a situation with a boy, Okay, obviously, it never was a situation where there was talking, you know, you know, I'm not going to lie in, in regards, I've had situations where, um, yeah, I think we've all been in fights as far as that goes, and things are said, or whatever the case is, to where, um, you know, do we ever want to conduct in violence or, you know, hurting someone or doing something like that? Absolutely not. Um, but what you just said is a situation to where I have a problem with someone or if you have a problem with someone. The, the way that I want to do that is talk and it's the, the saying, hey, talk about like man is a is a real saying, okay? Mm-hmm. Have a man and man talk. That is a real saying, okay? Obviously, a man can't talk to a boy. Obviously, a man can't talk to a child. Obviously, a man can't talk to, you know, I don't know what other saying that you want to use, but it's, it's one of those things to where if someone comes to me or if I come to them, that is the normal way and the common way in a way that I grew up being raised by my dad, of course, that if there's something that needs to be discussed, if there's something we need to talk about, we can have a mature conversation and a professional conversation without uh, feelings being hurt, without there being any disrespect, without there being insults. Um, and it's just stating facts, it's stating things that took place. And whether we agree on or disagree, at the end of the day, you know, we can shake hands and that's how things are taken care of. That's how things are concluded. That's how business is done. It's just like, you know, whether it's on a personal level or business level, if I have a business, I have a business partner 
and we have a meeting and he says something I don't agree with in a meeting. Obviously after the meeting, I want to say, hey, John, like, you know, this was said in the meeting. I feel this way. I wasn't very happy about it. And I want us to talk about it. And we're going to have a sit down conversation. We're going to talk about it. And at the end of that conversation, things are going to be okay. Yep. Yeah. No, I think communication is like 99% of every problem or success. You know, if you can figure out how to communicate effectively and without emotion and ego tied to everything. And, you know, I, I think most often than not, when you disagree, a lot of times it's just like, Oh, I, I made a miss. I assumed wrong. You know, I, I didn't understand where you were coming from. Now that I understand where you were coming from, like, I understand why you reacted the way that you did. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's even, you know, we were talking earlier just in regards to just, um, you know, just insight on a lot of different things. Of course, I'll just kind of take it back to the powerlifting side of things. I have respect for anyone who does something that usually I can't do. Okay. I have respect for, um, you know, mechanics that can uh, pull a motor out of a car uh, because I sure as hell can't do that. And that's pretty damn impressive that you can. Okay. I have respect for uh, boxers, whether you're on amateur level or pro level. I have respect for baseball players, football players, soccer players. Um, Obviously, anyone on an elite level that's professional, of course, I have a major respect for you because you have accomplished something that a small percentage of people uh, can only accomplish because you have a skill and you have done great, okay? Um, Now, what I would never do that, of course, that, you know, you can, let's just say you go on a pro athlete's page or whatever the case is, like I said, I'll just never understand another man that goes to dictate what another man does. I will never, ever go, especially, and I, 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 I will specify that, on someone on an elite level that has made their way uh, through sacrifices and just got to a certain level as far as where they are, why the hell would I go to them and dictate something they're doing? Because at the end of the day, you know, when that question is asked to a person that's doing something, especially like I said, on elite level, you know, that's professional, um, you can go and ask them, you know, let's say a, a boxer, and obviously a boxer, yes, they get paid millions of dollars, they, they're on a whole other level when it comes to making money or whatever the case is. But let's just say, just take something that, um, you know, that's that someone that's a professional mm. and you can go and ask the question, why? Why, why are you doing that? Um, the answer that I know that I'm going to give to, if I ever decide to entertain the question why, is because because I do what the fuck I want to do. It's I do it for me. Do you think you know? that question has ever been asked by anybody who has ever accomplished anything? Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like yeah. your point. Uh, there's a lot of things that I'm not into, but I would never ask those people why. And I'll, I'll, I'll caveat this. I might ask them why, like, I'm going to ask you, you know, why, why you have a passion for bodybuilding, but it's, yeah. it's from a curious place. Like I, I really want to understand because, you know, you talk about elite. I don't know if you have an idea, you might, you know, the number of professional bodybuilders, but it's yeah. very, 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 very small. There's like a, a sliver of a half of a sliver of a half of a sliver of a percent, right? It's, it's not even, so I, I truly get interested, but to your point, there's, 
there's a lot of like condescension with people and how they, they like to ask. And I don't think along with like you, that those people typically have ever done anything. And it's more a place of insecurity, but social media amplifies those assholes and, and it gives them a place to, you know, go out and, and search for successful people. And to your plate, it's like, you get this awesome video that's highlighting work that you've put in for 30 years, probably, or 25 years that have, you know, gotten you to this level. And you have somebody that pops their head in because they're walking by and wants to say, why would you do that? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it's 100% true. Because it's like the asshole comment that I want to give is, you know, it's almost like I want to put a microscope on something that I see them doing. And it's like, um, why are you riding a bus to work? Um, you know, <laughs> why are you um, driving that car? But it's like, obviously, if I do that, then I'm being an asshole. Well, I, I mean, I'm not even doing anything physical. And I get people all the time that ask me, like, why do you do this? Why do you talk to people? And to me, like... I almost feel bad when I hear somebody say that it, like th- there's moments. And I think it, it goes back to, you said something earlier about how you can be a mentally strong person. It doesn't matter. Like you might catch somebody coming off of a bad situation, right? So a mentally strong person that's dealing with a lot that day. And then your dickhead comment comes over the top and just pushes them to, you know, then be stressed out and then maybe take that out on somebody else or you know, worst case scenario, take it out on themselves. But Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's, um, you know, like I said, it, it you know, just with, with the mental part of everything, you know, like I said, whether it's bodybuilding, powerlifting, whether it's success, whether it's goals, whether it's career, um, you know, uh, whether it's something that you just uh, have vision that you want to have or that you want to do, whether it's for yourself, whether it's for loved ones or whatever the case is, it's like, you know, the mental perspective when it comes to just everything is just, is, is surreal, man, because, you know, I know for a fact that, like I said, if I didn't have my mental, um, as far as where it is right now, when it comes to doing a lot of different things, um, you know, I wouldn't be where I am right now in life, you know, I, I wouldn't be, you know, still wanting to accomplish so much more, um, you know, and like I said, life has not been easy. Um, I've, I've had, you know, a lot of different things, you know, take place. I've had, um, you know, and I'll share something with you. Some people, you know, know this, a handful of people don't. Uh, it was my son's birthday. Um, what is today? The 27th. So yesterday was his birthday. Uh, he would be 12 years old, but he passed away when he was uh, in 2010. So uh, when he passed away, um, he passed away, uh, excuse me, uh, December 17th, uh, 2010, uh, his birthday was February 26th. So on the day of his funeral, I had emotions just that I really didn't know how to handle or, you know, a lot of pain, anger, sadness, of course. Um, I had my uncle come up to me and, um, and I was, I was telling my girl this the other day, actually I was asking her, I was, uh, I almost wanted to uh, have a, a memory day of my son. And I said, you know, I kind of want to post something about my son. I said, but the thing that I'm worried about, and this kind of kind of goes into like when I just see certain things, I just shake my head. But the last thing I wanted to do was to uh, post something about my son 
and for me to basically just say, hey, happy birthday. Um, everyone help me wish, you know, my son, he'd be 12 years old today. Happy birthday. Um, it's like, obviously, we probably know some of the, um, you know, you, you can make it so specific and you can sit here and say, hey, I want to wish my son a happy birthday. Please do not ask me what happened. Please do not tell me I know how you feel. Please do not say, keep your head up. I just want to wish him a happy birthday. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to have people saying, keep your head up. You're going to have people ask you, what happened? You're going to have people saying, hey, I know how you feel. But that goes into so much as far as what I say to where it's just like, I just, once again, I'm just like, I shake my head in regards to like, I, I just don't get it when it comes to so many things, whether it's that happens to me or whether it's things that I see or whatever the case is. But back in regards to when he passed away, like I said, my uncle came up to me and he said, Hey, um, you know, people are going to pay, people are going to be paying attention to you, how you handle this, you know? And I was angry at the time and I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, what, what are you saying? And he was like, uh, you either going to go to the left or you're going to go to the right and going to the left obviously means, you know, you can go down depression, you can start acting up, you can start getting in trouble, you can start doing this, or you can go to the right and you can use this horrible situation and turn and try your best to turn it into a positive. And I remember when he first said that I got livid uh, and I was like, you know, how the hell would I turn something so horrible into a positive? Like, man, like, you know, I even told, you know, my family member at this time, I was like, get the fuck out of my face. And, um, you know, he walked away. And, um, but as I started, as I calmed down later and I thought about it, you know, I remember calling him days later. I said, you know what? I said, I apologize. And you're right. And, um, and I understand what you're saying. And no doubt about it. Like I said, when, you know, people see things or, or they see how things are now, whatever the case is, um, you know, after that happened, did I decide to take his advice and use it in a positive way? Absolutely not. I got in so much trouble. I got in so many fights. I, I almost lost everything. Um, and I went through some very bad times. And I remember, um, you know, sitting in a jail cell one time uh, thinking, man, like, my son wouldn't be happy with this. Like, I should be ashamed of myself. And uh, it was that moment that really made me um, kind of, you know, have a light bulb come on in my head. Um, but it's one of those things as well, too, to where it's like, I'm a man of God. I, I live my life with, you know, high levels of faith, you know, even though I can't see it, but I have faith in something that it will happen. Uh, that it was always like this. Absolutely not. Um, because it, it's, it's one of those things to where, Back in the day, my mom, you know, some things would happen. She she would always say, you know, pray about it. And I would just sit here and think, like, oh, prayer, like, prayer doesn't do anything. Um, but how am I now? I don't, you know, when it comes to a lot of things, yeah, the power of prayer is real, of course. And, uh, and I say that because when things took place back then, I remember so many things happening back then, and I would have some of my closest family members that knew about some of the bad things that took place and they would always say you're so lucky like how are you so lucky like you should be here or this should be happening or this should happen how are you so lucky and you know and I know for a fact now that you know 
Uh, I'm not done, but I know God had a plan for me, and I know He still has a plan for me. You know, still to this day. Um, active, right? But one of the things, absolutely, yeah. And one of the things that I still use is like um, I've I've been around some things in my life, no doubt about it, of course. And I've been around things when I was younger that I thought were cool to do when I was young. You know, whether it was um, building or whether it was uh, you know doing this or doing that. You know, you hear these songs about you know making money and having this and having that and obviously when we're young and we're coming up then we think like that's that's the way that's it way uh no it's not and you know and that's why even now like when it comes to you know when i talk to you know young youth or if i just see something to where i feel like you know i was put in a situation to where i have to express i have to talk and i have to say something it's probably due to the fact that I feel like God has put me in a situation for a certain reason. And I'm definitely not going to just sit there and be quiet, and, like I said, be selfish about it, but I'm definitely going to express and let them know, like, look, if anything, I was that guy that was back in the day that when I heard about the power of prayer, I was just like, I'm not trying to hear nothing about prayer, like, or anything like that. And, you know, when it came down to doing this or making money or doing this or doing that, it's like, look, man, I've been there, I've done it. And I'm telling you just straight up, like, man, it's, it's you know, it, it's not, it's not the way. Because when your friends are getting locked up and doing this and getting federal time and this and this and this, like, you think those songs sound cool now, but wait until you actually live it. I don't know how many people stand up there and preach on their soapbox, but really never actually went through it. I'm sure there's some real big charlatans, you know, that we all yep. think have gone through it but we'd be really surprised but there's an authentic aspect to what you're saying and i think when somebody can come across from that place of like genuine like hey man i've been there maybe not specifically in the spot that you're in but i've been there i've gone through the struggle i understand what it truly means to have to like pull myself up out of the gutter people know whether that's bullshit or not and man when it is bullshit oh it's like i just yeah I don't know. Maybe some people can't feel that. I feel the the grime and I just, I have to get away from that. But when I find somebody that's authentic, that's what fuels me. I mean, I'm, I am a, just a gigantic pool of all of that different type of motivation, the external motivation from people like yourself. I know you're a CT Fletcher fan. So, you know, guys like CT Fletcher and Yep. You know, but then also family, right? I mean, I've got, like I said, I've got two little ones. That's motivation to me. Every time I see those very, you know, angelic little eyes looking and just knowing that I've got to, you know, be there and support them and show them a way, that right. is motivation. So it, it can be the most barbaric, intense motivation, and it can be the most pure and genuine motivation. And I don't know if I was really equipped to understand that even, you know, two or three years ago. And I'm hopeful that as I continue to get older and have more experiences that I a little bit more enlightened and, you know, can continue to, you know, just like you, I want to be able to leave an impact. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that reminds me of another thing. It's just like um, when I was younger, of course, I was in the bodybuilding. And uh, I remember some of the huge icons where I am, of course, were, you know, Branch Warren, Johnny Jackson, uh, Ronnie Coleman. And, you know, I remember I first had the chance to see uh, Johnny Jackson in person. And uh, when I saw him, it was just, uh, I had just so much respect for him. 
he was working out. I was there working out. Um, and I was just really waiting for the opportunity just to be able to go over there, talk to him, shake his hand, introduce myself, and just let him know, like, I got a lot of respect for you. And just just want to say hi and don't mean to disturb and hold on. One thing I never, ever tried to do was challenge him or flex in front of him or, you know, or just go in, you know, do the most or whatever the case is. And I'm saying this just because it's not just in regards to body, but it's just in regards to just everything. Um, you know, society these days, sometimes I feel like it's, um, was this insecurity? I don't know if it's someone that's insecure, but hell, if I see someone that's, that's doing better than me or that is doing something to where it's just like, I can just see something to where I'm just like, wow, that's impressive or whatever case, especially if I see it in person. That's pretty much why I've been able to make it to a point of where I am in life now these days because, you know, I have no problem knowing that I don't know it all and want to know more. And if I see someone or come across someone that's able that I'm able to talk to or network with or whatever the case is, then, of course, I would do that. But the last thing I'm ever going to do is, you know, hold my nose up against them or look at them in a negative way or look at them in a negative manner or mean mug them or whatever the case is because they seem to really have their stuff together, okay? Uh, Why would I want to feel a certain type of way towards them? Because maybe they're at a different, higher level than I am. If they are at a higher level and if it's something I feel like they can, I can learn from them, it's like I'm not going to be intimidated by that. If anything, I'm going to want to, learn from it or I'm going to inquire and that's happened many times because it's like it's it's one of those situations like you know I've, I've always been a big car guy mm-hmm. and obviously like I said cars don't uh describe who we who we are or what we have really in life or whatever the case is but it's just one of those situations to where I think something that's common in this in this society as well too it's like one up and and it's like something I, I just don't understand as well and these are because you know I've been at the car wash before and I've had a I don't know, let's say I had a Corvette and, uh, you know, I'm sitting there waiting for my car to finish getting washed and it's getting dried off or whatever. And then I see a guy pull up in a, uh, you know, a Dodge Viper or something. And obviously now that car is, you know, makes more horsepower than my car. It's a bit more expensive than my car. Uh, if that comes, guy comes around, or if I'm with my friends or whatever the case, I'm not going to look at that guy and say, oh, look at this Viper or look at this guy. He thinks he's hot shit or whatever. It's just like, you know, it's something I wrote in a post as well, too. We, we get sometimes, you know, people get um, judged just based off of them doing what they want to do. Whether it's um, them traveling to somewhere where they've always wanted to travel and them posting about it. And now they get negativity from it because they decided to take their dream vacation. Why is that a negative thing? I don't, I don't understand. Or someone who has, um, you know, landed their dream job or whatever the case is. And, you know, now they spoke of being a, a top executive at this new firm or whatever the case is, but someone will see that and think, oh, this person, oh, they're just talking about making all this money being a top executive at this firm. No, I mean, they're probably happy about being a top executive at this new firm. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. right. And, and once again, that's just something that's common that you see in society these days as well, too. And it's just like, it's good that people achieve goals and it's good that people go 
what they've been wanting to go after. And the stupidity that you see is someone taking that and trying to make it a positive into a negative. I, I'll never understand that. Never been that person. I'll never understand why anybody does that to anybody. Not to get off topic, but how the hell do you fit into a Corvette? <laughs> you know, actually, uh, it was a, uh, what year was it? It's not the Corvette. It's not the C8, and it wasn't the C7, the C7 Zero. It was the C6C. Uh, and they actually, uh, you slide right into those things. So it actually was a, a pretty okay fit. So I wasn't too snug in that thing. Now the C7s, that's a bit, that's a bit tight. tight. Uh, or once, yeah, I can't fit into C8s at all. What do you walk around at? Are you close to 300? Um, to probably about 292, 293 right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, man. Yeah. Uh, it's so incredible to see somebody. I mean, I would imagine, you know, so like a day in the life of, mm. you know, calorie into, I mean, ev everything has to be dialed out yep. in, in different phases, I would imagine too, which I, I also wanted to ask you, I mean, we kind of, we touched a little bit at the beginning on the deadlift and, and everything, but I mean, you're on this journey to try to get to 900 pounds. Is that difficult when you're also competing in bodybuilding because you have big chunks of time where you're at a calorie deficit? So, to, I mean, you were saying, hey, I'm, I'm spending like six days. I know I'm going to go for 870 yep. all week long. And so, I mean, just this, the mindset five days prior is important. I would have right. to imagine that calorie intake the day of and the week of and all these things also play a huge, huge factor. And so obviously you're not, I would imagine at that stage of training when you're going to go for that PR, but right. maybe four months in the future, you're going to be depleting and cutting and not going to, nope. I would imagine you're going to lose a ton of strength. And so there's this constant, like three steps forward, two steps backwards, which would right. ultimately make it that much harder to get to 900 pounds when you think mm. about it over the course of time. I mean, how does that play into it? And, you know, I, and we can get into maybe the day to day, but I was really, really interested in that because you're, you're kind of balancing two different worlds. I think a lot of people assume bodybuilders are always strong and that's not, not that they're not strong, but you're kind of an exception. Yep. You know, it's like, I look you up right. and there's just as many articles about you deadlifting as there are power or uh, bodybuilding, which is, you know, not always the case. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's, it's one of those things to where it's like, I, I've always wanted to be, you know, let's just say different or unique or whatever the case is. And like you said, bodybuilders aren't really known for being the strong, you know, elite ones, of course. And, you know, you look at powerlifters, of course, and no doubt about it, there's some great, incredible powerlifters out there. And of course, I think a lot of people know what the uh, world record is when it comes to deadlifting. I believe it's a little bit over 1,100 pounds. Uh, so uh, obviously I have no desire of wanting to get to that level, of course, not while I'm in my bodybuilding career. Um, but when it comes to bodybuilding and powerlifting and, and even the food, um, it's one of those things to where it's, yeah, it is two completely different things. Um, and if I was to think about this years ago before I started this journey down my deadlifting, uh, powerlifting, you know, career as far as this goes and told myself I was going to be uh, prepping for a bodybuilding show, then on top of that, going for a 900 pound deadlift while I'm, you know, doing bodybuilding as well, too. 
when my mind wasn't there years ago, then I probably would have been like, dude, you're fucking crazy. Like that, that can't be, that's not going to happen. Um, but like I said, that goes to where it's like, where I say the mind is such a powerful thing. And, you know, I'll say this just straight up, like there's nothing that's going to stop me from, you know, succeeding in doing a 900 pound deadlift because I told myself that once I started this bodybuilding, excuse me, this powerlifting program with my coach, that my main goal was to hit 900 pounds in deadlifts. And I want to do it as well while I'm also um, bodybuilding and going through prep as well, too. And all he said with my coach, his name is Josh Bryant with Joe House Strong. And he said, hey, if anyone can do it, you can do it. Because, you know, he's told me this many times, you know, he said he's worked with a lot of great athletes over the years. Uh, some that were uh, freaks in regards to strength and some that were freaks in regards to their mental. Uh, but he says when you have someone and not to toot my horn or nothing like that, but I'm going to say it. But when you have someone that has the strength and also the the mental as well, too, and those those things are very powerful, then it 100% can be done. And we've showed that just after each PR, after each PR, after each PR, you know, even when I did 840 pounds, I mean, he said he's been doing this for the last, I don't know, 15 years in regards to coaching. And he said he's never seen anyone deadlift 840 pounds that quick ever in his whole coaching career um so knowing that like i said that you know when it comes to the food uh yeah there is some extra preparation when it comes to me about to really go for pr i eat a little bit more that day uh in the morning um you know so i pretty much almost will i'm not gonna say double the food but it's a lot more calories that are going in obviously being hydrated prior to the lift is super important as well too and obviously, of course, you know, when you see me doing these PRs and these lifts and stuff like that, obviously you see these comments and they're saying, oh, he takes this, he takes this supplement, he takes this steroid, he takes this, he takes that. And it's just like, guys, like, take 5,000 men that bodybuild and powerlift and you realize that they take certain things as well, too. And if it was that easy... 5,000 out of 5,000 men would be doing this same exact shit. I'm going to just, I've got to show this because I'm, I'm going to, you don't even have to say anything. All right. So I've, I've got a little small taste of powerlifting. Hence why I was really excited to talk with you. So it might not look like it, but back in the day, Joe, I was, I was fairly strong for my, my small 198 pound frame. So absolutely. Just, just validation for everybody, you know. I was always pumped to pull these out. So this was from the the 13th Monster Pittsburgh bench, yeah, and deadlift. So I I, I pull that out jokingly. Um, I think my <laughs> max I bench raw like 360. I weighed in at 198. Yeah. So Absolutely. that was like close to my PR. I think my PR was 380. Um, right. This being said, I was I was taking a lot of supplements. I'm. I'll be honest, yep. you know, I was, yep. I was taking testosterone. I was taking trend. I was, I was yep. on a bunch of different things. Right. The biggest I was ever able to get to is like 210, 215 pounds. I'm a yep. smaller frame person. My dad's like 140 pounds. I was 150, 160 when I graduated high school. Not a, I'm not a right. big bone, big, you know, I'm just, I'm small. I'm not a big guy. That right. said, I was around a lot of people who were bigger than me that were, mm. you know, they were strong and they were taking everything that you could possibly imagine taking 
they were not deadlifting 500 pounds, let alone 600 pounds, let alone close to 900 pounds. So, yeah, I, I just get curious does a person really believe that or, or, you know, is a person really that stupid? It's, or do it's they really a way that, that they make themselves feel better for being so inadequate. I think somebody yeah. sees that and there's two things you can say there's, holy shit, that's super impressive. How does somebody get the mentality to be able to accomplish such a fantastic feat of strength and, and everything it is, right? Or, yeah. wow, that's ridiculously impressive. I'm ridiculously unimpressive. And right. I'm so hurt by the fact that I'm unimpressive that I'm going to try to tear this guy down by saying what I think is the only thing that would tear him apart, which is, hey, man, you're on steroids, I'm not gonna say it's not disturbing because I read it, and of course, at this point in life, you know, it's just funny. I just laugh, but it I, I, honestly, I just get curious on if sometimes if people really just are that dumb. It must probably just happen all the time. I mean, I know yeah. when I was at my largest and I was like a hundred pounds lighter than you, I would have people make ignorant comments all the time, and yeah. I, you know, Jesus, man, and, it, yeah. and then to be able to just think like I could twist your head off if I really wanted to. Exactly. You know, and I, I preach to my nephew about this all the time. Like I said, was your powerlifting bodybuilding? Was your wanting to be a doctor? Was your wanting to be a lawyer? Was your wanting to be an engineer? Was your wanting to be an entrepreneur? Was you want to go to college and finish your degree or whatever case is? There's always going to be some people that have something to say. Okay. And you really just have to have your confidence and know exactly what you, what you want to do. Okay, and really don't let nobody get in your way. Don't get distracted by any type of stupidity or negativity. And honestly, when you keep your circle tight and you listen to the ones that you really know that have your 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 best intentions in regards to you being able to tell them, hey, this is what I want to do, this is what I accomplished. And when they hear that and they respect it, and whether they're willing to help you there or whether they're just going to listen to you and respect what you want to do then those are the people that you want around you, you know? Uh, but when it comes to negativity and uh, just the craziness in this world or, you know, someone that has something stupid to say or ignorant to say or whatever the case is, it's it's always going to happen. And like I said, I, I even wrote that on my post the other day when I wrote that, um, that uh, post about, you know, just our generation when it comes to man, is that if you or I found out or we're blessed to be able to walk on water. And we did a video of it, of us walking on water, then you would still have negative people saying, he's just walking on water because he can't swim. Okay. But that's just, that's just, you know, an example of just sometimes how this world can be, you know, someone's going to have something to say, you can go for greatness and you can go over and, succeed in something that you've always wanted to do and be successful in it. And you know what? Someone's still going to find something bad about it. I'll never understand that. I don't get it. It's the craziest thing that I've seen, uh, but it's just, it's just, it happens. And you just have to be, have that strong will and that determination, that strong mentality and keep those people around you. that are going to support you and they're going to have your back and not, you know, just this, stupidity and this negativity that comes from this world well, what do they say misery loves company right you said it 100 percent. yeah man
so you're 37, you're a couple years older than me. When did you get your pro card? Uh, I got my pro card. Man, that's a good question. Um, once I got my pro card in 2000, was it 2015, 2016? Yeah, probably 2015 or 16. What's that process like? So, like, were you years and years prior to that working your ass off knowing like that's the goal i'm gonna earn my pro card or was it something that just because you were a big strong guy always in the gym just kind of by opportunity was like hey i've got a chance maybe i do a show or two and then it kind of presented itself no actually uh first did my show and i did a, my first bodybuilding show ever in my bodybuilding career around i want to say 2004 2005 and I fucking hated it. And I never wanted to do it again. I never wanted to wear trucks again. I never wanted to stand up on a stage again. I never wanted to suffer with the same food week after week. And I said, fuck this. I'm not doing it anymore. It's, I'm done. Um, and, and I was done for years, for a very long time. And I was still obviously, you know, the big guy, strong guy. People still, you know, I was kind of known as like Big Joe, the big man in the gym or whatever the case is, you know, one of the strongest. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, my tragedy I had happened in life with my son when he passed away, um, I needed an outlet. And, you know, the outlet that I decided to use was, I remember my trainer at the time, which he was my trainer, he came up to me at the gym and he said, man, you have a gift. You definitely need to take advantage of it. You need to use it. And, you know, and I did. And he trained me and we won my first bodybuilding show. And when I won, it created a lot of, uh, I guess say attention, you know, I was able to really stand out amongst, um, you know, a good group of guys. And there was a lot of potential there from what I was being told, uh, picked up, you know, a new sponsor, um, you know, just, it was just really one thing after another. And I even recall when I was getting ready for that show, uh, cause it's, I, you know, obviously after my son had passed, and one of the marks that I had left for myself and a goal, personal goal that I had left for myself was that I would not stop competing um, until I turned pro. And I said I was going to do that for my son. So um, I did that, of course, and I uh, made things happen, you know, and I was able to um, succeed, of course, in what I wanted to do and keep my word as far as what I, you know, did in regards to my son and made it happen. That's awesome, man. What a great, what a great way to bring that whole dream to fruition. What I'm, I'm not really familiar with the, I guess, schedule like over those years of being pro. I mean, because there's so much work kind of like a UFC fighter, you know, it's like you can fight, you know, one, two, three, four times a year because you've got camps where you're really putting your body and trying to peak at certain times. What are, is there a preset, kind of of like okay these are the five or four three important shows and then maybe there's some smaller shows that are slightly before that that you're going to try to hit so that you can work on poses that you can check and make sure like hey okay i got to really work on my lats or i got to work on my quads given this is looking right now and then you kind of map out the smaller shows based on the progress for the bigger shows and like how many volume look like 
Yeah, I mean, uh, ideally, it's kind of like this year. Like the first pro show I'm gonna do this year is probably gonna be around August. Uh, obviously, I have plenty of time to get prepared and get ready for that show. As far as putting on more size, putting on uh, shaping the body how I want to shape it, you know, bringing up any body parts you want to bring up, of course. Um, but of course, as far as uh, picking out a pro show. Um, I'm not going to say there's really a strategy to that because pro shows, we have them all over different states, different times throughout the year. Um, you basically kind of just get to a point to where you see where you're at, see how much time you feel like you need to be able to create the idea of the Z that you want to be able to bring uh, to the stage, of course. Um, posing, of course, presentation is huge. Um, but the pro show is just the first step to really the ultimate goal, which is the ultimate goal is um, going to the Olympia. And for me, obviously, going to Olympia is a goal. It's a specific goal, but not just going to Olympia, but being a top contender at the Olympia. So to be able to get to the Olympia, you have to win a pro show or you have to do, uh, you know, repetitive pro shows to get points. Um, you know, basically placing top three or top five to get enough points to be able to qualify for Olympia. Uh, I personally, I never wanted to be able to get an invitation from Olympia from getting um points collected i wanted to basically go to a pro show and do well win and then that's an automatic qualification for the olympia and then of course set my sights on doing and being a top contender for the olympia and then basically just tear it up do the physiques that are kind of i guess judged optimally if that's the way to say it does that change year to year and I ask because it's like, obviously, as years have gone on, you go back, even guys like Arnold, who at the time were just like, just freaks of nature. You look at him in comparison to guys that are winning the Olympia now. And it's like, you know, I don't know where he would, if he would even place, right? Just in comparison, because right. sports grown. I know, like, when I was big into powerlifting and, you know, I never was into bodybuilding, but I followed it a little bit. And it seemed like there was at a point in time when size was just the biggest factor. It was, you know, guys like Kai Green were blowing up and you had Ronnie that had just come off like eight Olympias and Jay Cutler was blowing up and Phil Heath was blowing up and everything was bigger, bigger, bigger. Has that continued to be the trend or does that shift the same way that like, you know, the NFL shifts from being like a defensive type league to then they – kind of start to put, you know, you know, different types of penalties in for protecting the passer and interference calls. And now all of a sudden it's like games are 45 points and, you know, 500 passing. Right. Uh, you know, I would say it's kind of hard to, to, um, um, you know, determine in regards to what real uh, specification, you know, that is quote unquote best, you know, when it comes to, um, um, you know, being a, just being Mr. Olympia. Um, but I would say it does have to do a lot with, uh, you know, balance in regards to that, which balance means uh, size, shape, of course, uh, condition. And uh, it's kind of like just the best of all worlds, of course. You know, of course, we all know you can be big, but, you know, the shape is not, you know, aesthetic. Uh, or you could be aesthetic, but, you know, you just don't have the size and the fullness just yet. You know, you might need some more muscle maturity. Uh, but I really feel like when someone can bring uh, all of those different factors with the size, shape, being aesthetic, uh, fullness, of course, 
um, and being able to display it correctly as well, too, then it's pretty obvious whenever, you know, you see a group of 10 guys on the stage, you can, it's an obvious, um, you know, on who's going to be the winner whenever, like I said, you have someone that's really standing out, that's bringing all those different, different uh, uh, things to the stage. So it really is just dependent upon the group of guys that are up there and, and kind of how that all pieces together. It makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Do you get, or do you feel like you've gained an advantage with the heavy, heavy deadlifts that you're able to do? I mean, there's a, there's a consequence and a positive one, I would imagine to being able to pull that much weight when other right. guys either aren't willing or capable to pull yep. that kind of weight. I mean, right. you feel like your back, your hams are that much more developed in uh, an area of you that's, you know, maybe stands out when you're up on the stage because of that work. You know, I wouldn't say even, I wouldn't even say that it's just all deadlift, but I know for a fact that yes, when you have, um, a, a gift in regards to being, um, you know, having strength and power, you use that to your advantage because obviously, you know, someone that can do, uh, 150 pound dumbbells, chest press for eight reps. Um, it makes a huge difference when another person can do 150 pound dumbbells for 20 reps, uh, because obviously you're able to activate and do more with uh, 150 pounds, which is a good weight than a person that can only do it for eight reps. Okay. So all of that stuff plays a factor. Of course, when I'm, you know, pulling heavy when it comes to deadlift because, you know, it plays a factor when I'm doing legs because obviously I train legs heavy or it plays a factor when I'm doing chest because I train chest heavy. And, and mostly majority of all my lifts, like I'm, I'm pretty strong in them. So, you know, whenever I can put on a heavy weight that might be heavy for someone else, they might only be able to do six reps, but I'm doing 15. Yeah, that's going to play a difference, of course. And has it made a difference in regards to my overall physique, uh, shape, size? Absolutely, 100%. You can look at me now, you know, and I always used to train heavy, but obviously as I get bigger, get stronger, and I'm able to push the body even more. So, of course, the more I'm able to push the body, the bigger I'm getting. So it's just like a win-win. In regards to everything, of course, because I'm hitting PR goals when it comes to powerlifting, but also it's helped me do a lot more things when it comes to my overall look, you know, and shape as well, too, because it's just kind of pushing that muscle into, into there even more because I'm able to really take advantage of pushing this heavy weight. Yeah. And yep. it's interesting because, I mean, you're kind of actually just coming into your prime from a bodybuilding yeah. perspective, right? I think a lot of people don't realize – and it's because of that muscle maturity, right? And just the, yep. when, you're, when you're at the top level, the smallest differences and the just, it's like, I would imagine like carving a gigantic sculpture of just every striation is, you know, the, maybe the difference between first and third, right? It's, you know, yep. being able to do that. So when you, I, I think you see somebody that's approaching 40, typically you're like, man, this this is kind of the end of the road. You're, you're still trying to go for Olympia, but it's, I mean, you're really on the front end of that. And I, I mean, what is the age limit that this starts to become difficult or is that really changing too, as the game progresses on further and further? Uh, I would say it depends on a person. Obviously it depends on if you're keeping a, a check on a lot of different things and keeping, you know, a mental perspective with, you know, obviously what's going on with your body internally, which is that's something I'm big on, of course, with doing, 
you know, blood work, of course, you know, talking to my doctors and, you know, getting uh, tissue work, massage work, you know, because it's more than just obviously lifting weights and, you know, taking supplements and eating food. There's so much more behind the scene that comes in place with keeping the body healthy. Um, and there's a, you know, a, there's a lot of time, of course, that comes with it. And you are doing those specific things and you have the ability to do it. Um, you know, it, it plays a role. So with everything that I'm doing and that I continue doing, of course, even with my, you know, heavy lifting and uh, training and intense training, the whole nine, then I'm confident that I'll be doing this until I'm at least about 45 years old. So because everyone has their different cap on it. I know for a fact that I'm good for about another seven, eight years with this. Have you been lucky as far as staying away from any serious injuries to this point in your career? Uh, only injury, I've, real serious injury I've had was uh, I did tear my uh, tendon, my chest tendon, years ago uh, from bench pressing, which is another reason I don't do any barbell bench anymore. I do heavy dumbbells now, but no more barbell bench. So there's so many other exercises I could do to develop and grow my chest, which I've done those for the last handful of years now. And I haven't done barbell heavy heavy barbell bench in a very long time, and I'll stay away from that for a while. Yeah. yeah. Have you happened to come across the guy? I can't. I I'll have to forward you his page, but you maybe know he's got these long dreadlocks, and um, he's like got videos where he'll have, you know, five hundred pounds on the bar, and he'll press it up. And then he'll like set it on his lap and he'll bend over and grab like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and he'll take a bite out of it. And then he'll flip oh. back up on top of himself and he'll, I mean, dude, it's part of me. I'm like, you're crazy and you're going to hurt yourself. And somebody right. else is going to hurt themselves when yeah. they, when they see you doing this. But then the other part of me is like, to your point, like, why not? Like you can, he can do it. You know I mean? Right. No, I haven't seen it. I'm at Bro, he, he is a freak of nature. I, I'll I'll forward you his stuff. You'll you'll really get a kick out of it, man. He's he does some really really interesting things with some very heavy weight. And right. I mean, I don't get the impression that looking at his page that he's like a professional. Maybe yeah. maybe that's the game. Maybe he's trolling me, and he's got some really successful. <laughs> right. career. I just don't know who he is. But bro, Absolutely. yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll be watching this. I would I would imagine you'll appreciate it a lot. Uh, Let's check it out, dude. Yeah, um, so. yeah. So, I yeah. I you know what? Maybe just even want to circle back. So, yeah, I, yeah. So you you walk up to eight hundred and seventy pounds. All right, and I've damn, I'm so pissed off. I can't get this damn laptop to share my screen. So yeah, you okay. you walk up because I mean it's if you guys haven't seen it, go follow Joe's YouTube page. You just launched your YouTube page, right? Yep. Okay, so go follow that. You watch this video. I mean, you got people stacking the sides of this bar. And by the way, I mean, you start your warm up. I was telling my brother, I'm like, he throws like 405 on, walks up, picks it up, drops it like it's a toothpick. Yeah. I don't, I, I mean, I couldn't go and I couldn't pull 405 right now, not on a straight bar. I might be able to step in a hex bar and get it off the ground, but I mean, right. you, yeah. you walk in there and you just like pick it up and, the cinemagraphic element just makes I mean, my heart was beating my hands are they're sweating right now thinking about it yeah but right. you walk up to 870 you're looking at it you tug it a few times i mean the bar looks like it's going to snap but what six days of thinking okay this is coming i mean what is that moment yeah i mean the day of when i'm about to do it 
uh, days leading up to it. It's, it's thinking about how easy I'm going to do it, honestly, uh, how easy I'm going to make it look. It's not about if I do it or, you know, if I get stuck with it or anything like that. It's like it's a given that I'm going to do it. It's just thinking about how easy am I going to do it. And, um, you know, so that's already there in regards to knowing that I'm going to pull the weight. And honestly, there's, I mean, the, like the weight's not going to stop me because if anything, it's a, it's, it's almost like a war, it's a battle of this weight that's trying to pull me down back to the ground and I'm trying to pick it up and, you know, I'm not going to let 870 pounds win. Like, you know, the way, that's the way I think of like, I'm not, 870 pounds, like I'm not going to let that win, like crazy. And prior to lifting the weight, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fury. It's, it's, it's rage. It's, it's anger. It's basically, you know, me going into, um, this with this weight and, uh, you know, it's like a fight, you know, a lot of people even ask like, what do I listen to? I listen to some, <laughs> you know, some very aggressive music prior to this lift. And, uh, when I'm about to go up there and I'm getting set, getting my feet placed, I know ideally uh, what part that I'm going to pull away based off the song. Uh, that's even another thing that I think of even in regards to doing the, my PR is like, what song am I going to use? Um, and at what point am I going to start playing this song? And at what point am I going to explode with it? So, so many things go into it. And, uh, you know, at the time, you know, when I'm about to do it, it's also in regards to like how many, um, you know, hitches am I going to take in regards to getting set up for it? And even, you know, when people see me do that first, um, uh, get, I guess you say getting slack out the bar, but I'm basically, uh, I've heard people see it and say like, man, even when you got the slack out the bar, it looks like you're about to pick it up when you're on the rail. You know, that's basically, you know, me doing that. It's just like, it's kind of like punking out the weight, you know, because once I see that I'm able to somewhat pick the weight up, like right there when I'm kneeled down, just by getting a slack out, then it's a given, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm about to get this shit. Like, you know, I'm already pulling the slack out, but I'm picking it up a little bit off the ground already. So just imagine when I use the rest of my body. So <laughs> that's what I said. There's so much mental that goes into it. And if I, if I ever went to any, you know, cause I've been, I've been tired before when I've done certain workouts, whatever the case is. I remember one time when I had to do, um, a lot of people don't know this, but when I did 815 for two reps, I was supposed to do that for three, but I got stuck on the third one uh, because I wasn't aggressive about 815. 815 to me was not a big deal because I had already done 855. And I didn't go to that certain place for 815 because I was just like, oh, it's just only 850 pounds. That's the way I looked at it. So when I did three, I did two, but I was so nonchalant about it. You know, people can see the video. They think, oh, wow, he did 8.15 for two. But I was I was actually pissed off about it because I got stuck on the third one. So, um, and I know why I got stuck because my mind wasn't there. My mind wasn't into it. And I wasn't thinking of that weight as much of a challenge. And I was just thinking of it as it's only 815 pounds. So what's the, the gap between, you know, hitting 870 and being like, okay, I got it. Will you go, will the next attempt be 900 or will you – will be more increments to get there? Uh, it's a good question, actually. I mean, uh, I know ideally when we're going to hit 900 as far as what month, and uh, but I don't know if there's going to be another big number from uh, 870 to 900. I don't know if we're going to do 885. And honestly, I hope we don't. So, because uh, 
honestly, I don't want to waste any of that power, mental power or physical strength on 885 or 890 when I'm already confident right now that we go right to 900. Oh, that's fucking awesome, dude. I can't yeah. wait. Absolutely. Are you, are you able to tell me when you're targeting that or is that a surprise for everybody? It will be the beginning of April. Okay. Yep. Beginning of April. Good. Yep. Yeah. And it will happen. And it will happen. Uh, it will happen in a uh, very smooth, quick way. Fuck I guarantee. <laughs> and and people who aren't following you right now, they need to go to at J Mackey, M-A-C-K-E-Y 33 underscore I-F-B-B pro. Am I correct in that? Absolutely. Yep, that's it. What's the YouTube channel again? Uh, it's just Joseph Mackey, IFBB Pro. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Or is it, I think it's Joe Mackey, IFBB Pro. I'll make sure I tag it on here. This thing will, we'll get all the good stuff in that. Awesome. This was a lot of fun, bro. I, I really appreciated you coming on here and sharing everything you did. It's After talking with you, even for the little bit that I have, it's it's not a – a mystery to me at all as to why you've been able to be so successful in, in everything you have. So, um, appreciate it. Yeah, no, of course, hopefully you enjoyed it and, you know, good luck with the move, man. You got a beautiful place yeah. behind you. So it's, yeah, uh, thank you. yeah, it's been a, it's, it's been a love hate moving these last couple of days. So yeah, I'm about to actually get over here and, and, and eat. I'm behind on my meals today for moving all day. So I was going to yeah, say, do you hire somebody to move or do you carry the shit yourself? Oh no, I, I heard for one, but yeah, we still been over. You know, it's not the big stuff; it's always the little things. So you know, and a little big thing forever to, you know, throw away and clean up and pack up and all that stuff. And I'm the worst at moving too, and I'm so last minute with everything. So, yeah. one last thing I was going to ask you: I see the Redcon shirt. Do you uh, do you know Anthony Johnson at all? I don't know Anthony Johnson. I don't. Rumble Johnson. He was a UFC fighter. I know he was okay. a he was a Redcon athlete there for a little bit. Uh, I, got you. I do some work with him in a uh, coffee company that I'm a part of, but he, was, hey, uh, yeah. 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 You're a coffee drinker. I am. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that. Absolutely. Right, talk about that. Yeah. 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 It's a uh, sponsor of the show Companies called action. So we're actually based in Austin, Texas. So I sit okay. up here in, in Pittsburgh, my partner, he sits down in Austin. He's like a coffee roasting junkie. And uh, so we've, we do that. Guatemalan, bring it in, small batch yep. roasted in Austin. And then we branched off into natural supplements, things things like turmeric and MCTs, yep. some right. raw proteins and just simple stuff. Nothing like super performance and, you know, as far as um, yep. performance type supplements. But yeah, just right. fun. But yeah, Rumble, I know he was, uh, after he left the UFC, he got into bodybuilding. And right. uh, he was work doing some work with Redcon, and okay. now that he's back with Bellator, I think he's—I don't know if he still has a deal with Redcon or not. I have to ask him, but yeah, I always okay. Yeah, I check him out when I see him. Yeah, well, tell him I said what's up, then. We we'll have to chop it up and meet sometime. Yeah, yeah, for sure, my man, definitely. Absolutely, for sure. Well, thank you again, and hopefully this isn't the uh, the last time. We'll need to get back together once you hit that 900. I'd love to talk to you after you get there, my man. Yeah, let's uh let's set it up for uh we're saying beginning of April, so we'll be talking again in April, Diz. All right, my man. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
Certainly. Bye-bye. Thanks.